dispatch, this is Mindy at ME Flow. Coming to terms with an old heating unit is tough. I know because I've been there. I tried to get my old unit to last just one more winter, longest winter of my life. So trust me, if you need to replace your heater, just call ME Flow. My team is on time, total pros, and can take care of any type of heater replacement. Visit meflow.com to schedule a free estimate. ME Flow. One call, one company. Terms and conditions apply. Well, I gotta get back to it. Dispatch, this is Mindy. Go ahead. If you want to support the show, the best way you can is through any of the books or current ongoing Vela shorts that are being released on a regular basis. The easiest way to find this is to go to bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks, and you'll have links there to everything. All of my Kindle books are available for free. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you don't have to pay anything. You get it with your subscription. You can read them all. They're all in screenplay format. That includes Swan Song, The Muses, Duet, In the End. Our past does not define us. Anything else that I've written that's available on Kindle, it's available there. You can buy a soft cover if you want. Uh, there's a hardcover collection of all of the Swan Song books all combined into one. That's available as a hardcover. You can pre-order Echo Alpha, which is coming out in November. All of these things are available if you go uh, on Amazon. But quick link, if you go bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks, I have them all there nice, easily cataloged. Also, down toward the bottom, we have the Kindle Vela content. Uh, the first three episodes are always free. And then after that, um, there's a token system that you can use to, to you know, read. Even if you don't like it, just give it a thumbs up. Uh, that way we can get it up higher so more people see it. So one final time, that's bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks. And every Wednesday, there's a new Vela book that goes up. Taser and Acrobat, Nanite and Rosebud, Tales from Another World, and The Alchemist and the Illusionist all go up on Wednesdays, and it's all available on uh, Kindlevella. All of this is available bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks. Sorry to overload the front, but before we start, one final thing. If you can please go on Apple Podcasts, if that's how you listen, and give us a five-star rating, that would mean a lot. We're trying to get on to... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes and sites like that, and we need to get more reviews to be accepted. So if you can go on and give us a five-star review there, that would be amazing. Uh, Thank you very much. Um, We appreciate everything you guys do when you listen. This week on 30-Minute Reviews, we have a formal cancellation for a Disney Plus Star Wars show. Some casting for a different Disney Plus Star Wars show. A continuing look at ethics and journalism, and The Mitchells vs. The Machines, the animated movie originally called Connected that ended up debuting on Netflix uh, all this week on 30 Minute Reviews. Welcome to 30 Minute Reviews. I am Adam. That new intro you heard is just for the Christmas season. We are pulling out all the stops for holiday, uh, you know, production value, I guess we'll call it. So let's uh, start out with um, ticket sales news. Um, So yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, 
it was formally announced that tickets for The Matrix Resurrection will be on sale for December 6th, and they will be going uh, until uh, the movie comes out. Really dumb way to phrase that. But you'll be able to buy tickets to see The Matrix opening night in the event that you can't schedule a root canal or something else more enjoyable for the same night. Um, so that that's something to look forward to. Um, right now you can buy tickets for West Side Story, which comes out next week on Thursday, um, which is getting favorable reception um, so far. And then the big ticket sale story, which is going to come with a little bit of an anecdote, is Spider-Man No Way Home tickets are now on sale. They went on sale Monday at midnight for Spider Monday. You get it, like Cyber Monday. Um, and so that, you know, people bought their tickets then. Um, it is really weird that those lights are strobing that way on that thing. And granted, the rest of the lights are out in the parking lot, but it's weird. Um, so, Monday, I forgot. Uh, midnight Monday, I forgot the tickets were going on sale. Uh, so I didn't get to get onto the virtual queue until um, 12.10, which was fun, because it's like, here's the thing. I feel like there would have been less of an issue and less of a glut, so to speak, if they did midnight in your time zone. And it was rolling, and it's, as it hit your time zone, then the tickets would go on sale. Instead of doing midnight Eastern time, which is what I believe they did, where nationwide you could buy tickets at midnight Eastern time, which was like 9 o'clock on Sunday Western time. And it's like, well, why would you do that? Why would you, like, why would you not do it midnight as it comes? It's not like you have to worry about spoilers. Like, it's just rolling to buy tickets. And then if you did it right, you wouldn't have ended up with a glut of people all trying to buy tickets at once, and it, would have, and it led to the clusterfuck that was ticket sales. Granted, at the same time, if so many people are trying to do it at once that it crashes the server, it it, uh, it looks good. Um, so that's always kind of a fun thing to, to, to have to deal with as someone who's buying tickets. So I get into this virtual waiting room, which is a virtual queue. It took me like three attempts because the AMC app kept crashing. And then I get into the, the virtual waiting room and I'm sitting in line. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll work on other stuff. So I started writing um, the next two episodes of The Alchemist, and that's what I spent, you know, my time doing while I was doing that. Then, uh, by the time I finished that, it had, it said, you know, minute like one minute to go. I'm like, all right, great, perfect timing, we're good. And at this point, it's like 12:50, and I'm like, awesome, cool. I'll, I'll you know, that's that's great. I'll, I'll buy the ticket, and then that's it. Then, um, it gets down to next, and then it resets back to over an hour, and I'm like, son of a bitch, because now at this point, I have to be at work at 9 in the morning, which means I have to get up at, like, 7.30, and it is now just about 1 in the morning, and I'm waiting to buy tickets still. I still have not gotten into actually buy my tickets. Um, regret I'm not sending out in the cold, so that's, you know, fine. So I'm ordering these, so, you know, I'm waiting in the virtual waiting room. At this point, I'm like, well, let me fuck around with my T-Mobile account and, and do that. So I ended up, you know, getting Paramount Plus because I got that for free, apparently. If you have T-Mobile, you get Paramount Plus and Apple TV Plus for free. Um, so then I got both of those and started fucking around with those to see what it had. And I'm like, I, I don't understand how Apple TV Plus got the notoriety it did. 
maybe they just give it away with anything you buy that has an Apple logo on it. Like, oh, I need a new dongle for my piece of shit. And it's like, oh, well, here's a free 30-day subscription to Apple TV+. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, it's all original content. That That's great. But it's a, like, a lot of it's a hard sell. It's like, you know, there are a few shows that I am going to end up watching. Like Ted Lasso, I'm going to end up watching. Probably For All Mankind, I've heard good things about. Defending Jacob, I've heard good things about. Um, maybe Foundation. But, like, that's the thing. It's like, you know, if I, like, and they make it so hard to use on a not-Apple device that it's it's almost, like, inhibitive to keep you from doing it. Um, and it's like, well, if you like Charlie Brown, you can watch that on there. And I guess, you know, maybe I'll watch the documentary. But, you know, who knows? So, and then Paramount Plus, I think, has the biggest selection of back catalog stuff and older movies and stuff and older TV shows because, like, I think what ended up happening was, like, every there was, like, this giant bidding war for content, and, like, Paramount was just, like, we have this huge back catalog of shitty-ass movies that no one wants, and then they just kind of kept it for themselves, and I was like, oh, look, we have all of these movies from the 40s to the 60s, and it's like, you know, have fun with that. So if you like old movies and you want to check that out, that's definitely worth looking at. They got a lot of cool stuff. Um, Any whom, back to the topic at hand, um... By the time I actually got to pick my ticket, it was because I got so fed up with waiting that I closed out the app, like hard force closed it, and then reopened it, and I was like, you're next. Uh, so I did eventually buy my tickets. I'm going uh, Thursday night, um, Thursday the 16th, um, at like 6.30, so that's going to be fun. Um but it, it I, and the thing is, I'm sitting there doing it, and if it wasn't for the fact that it was like 1:45 in the morning, and I was like, I would like to, um, like go to, I have to go to work the next day. It's like I wouldn't have really concerned myself. I would have been, I would have had the opportunity to like bask in the moment that like this feels like a return to normalcy because like the last time I did this was before the pandemic, where it's like I think I did this for the Rise of Skywalker. Um, definitely did it for Endgame definitely fucking did it for Endgame, but I think The Rise of Skywalker was the last movie I did this for, where sitting in this virtual waiting room for a considerable amount of time to get tickets to a movie, and, you know, you just sit there, watch the little bar very slowly move across the screen, and you get to see, you get your ticket, you get to go see the movie when it comes out. Um, and it, it was kind of lost on me, because again, it was, it was early in the day. It was, like, fucking early in the morning. Um, so, yeah, that's thrilling. Um, let's see, what do we want to talk about next? Um, as a result of the ticket sales, um, we are getting three more co-produced Spider-Man movies between Sony and Marvel Studios. They were quick to amend this to say it's not going to be a trilogy, but it's going to be three more Spider-Man movies that are co-produced between Marvel Studios and Disney so it's kind of going to be what they were threatening to do for a High Republic era trilogy, if I remember correctly, of Star Wars, where it's like three loosely associated movies that will, you know, kind of be set during the same time and may reference each other, but they're not going to be a, a series of events that go one right into the next into the next in the same way that every other Star Wars movie was. Um, and apparently Tom Holland will be reprising, but Tom Holland did not know about this until that happened, which puts um, Sony in an awkward position where they're going to have to pay him a fuck ton of money because he's kind of got them by the short hairs now because he's like, you know, well, you told everyone you were making this movie uh, with me. 
without asking me if I was going to be in it. So you're going to pay me a lot of money to do these three movies. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I'm happy that this deal went through um, and is continuing. Um, hopefully it, it leads to good things. And I, I don't think anyone should be surprised by this because Sony did announce that... What's it called? What's happening? They, like, well, Marvel Studios announced Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is a prequel to Homecoming and a prequel to um, Civil War, showing how Spider-Man got his powers. And I, I don't think it's surprising that this happened. So that's going to be cool. But we are getting three more co-produced Spider-Man movies. Um, at some point in the future, uh, with Tom Holland returning. So that will be fun to watch. Um, next up on the itinerary, Jurassic World Dominion. You remember that, Jurassic World, uh, and then Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which was kind of shitty, and then Jurassic World Dominion, which is the next one, will be coming on June 11, 2022. And it felt, apparently it required an announcement today that this is happening, but the movie will be officially rated PG-13. I don't recall any of the prior five Jurassic Park or Jurassic World movies being rated anything besides PG-13. Um, so I don't know why this would be a shock to anyone. But it is rated PG-13. So you will be able to go to that if you're not over 17. Um, now, House of Gucci um, came out last week. I saw it on Wednesday night, did a review of it for Beware of Spoilers... Um, and we, we discussed, you know, some of the weird choices that happened in that movie. Uh, apparently I'm not alone in thinking that some of the decisions that were made in this movie were weird because the Gucci family came out and said, you know, it's a little weird that you made a movie where the protagonist is the person who, you know, hired a hitman to kill our son. Um, and it, she's not played as a bad guy. She's played as a hero. Well, not our son, our, um... Like, our, our family member, our kinsman. And it's like, you know, it, it, it's a little weird. We don't really like the way that you portrayed our family in this, where it's like she's the victim somehow, yet she's the one who hired the hitman and then did 23 years in prison. And that was kind of something that, you know, hit me as I was watching the movie, was that it's like, when they got to the end and they do the... And I'm not going to say spoiler warning, because it's based on the true story. Um, but when they got to the end and it's like, and Patricia did 23 years in prison after that. And it's like... Well, yeah, she fucking hired someone to murder someone. Like, I don't care what the fuck happened. And it's like, yeah, you made a movie that was two hours and 40 minutes long and you still didn't get me to a point where I could understand what was going on. Like, in terms of, like, did she, um, like, did she, like, she hired the hitman because she was upset and there was no time frame for how long the dissolution of the marriage happened over. And it, it, go, go listen to my review of, of the movie on Beware of Spoilers if you want my full thoughts on the movie, but I'm not going to waste everyone's time with that again, but yeah, it's I, I kind of tend to agree with them about this, where they make her into too sympathetic a character, and it's it's kind of weird. Um, and Ridley Scott replied with, like, fuck off or something similar, like, that, that's not even me being funny, like, he literally said something along the lines of fuck off, um, and, and apparently the Gucci family is exploring any and all legal avenues they have. To, to tell a, um, to, to tell people to, you know, to, to make this right financially. Um, so, Star Wars news, um, Rangers of the New Republic has been formally cancelled, as per an interview with Kathleen Kennedy, 
who said that the movie or the show has been canceled and some elements of the show may have been cannibalized for other series, be it Book of Boba Fett, be it, um, what's the other one, uh, be it Ahsoka, be it The Mandalorian, um, be it even The Acolyte. But the other, the show has been canceled and has been, um, cannibalized by the other shows. Um, this throws a wrench into the narrative that Dave Filoni and John Favreau are actively working against Kathleen Kennedy to do whatever they want, irregardless of her, and then bring in, bring back Cara Dune, or I'm sorry, what, Gina Carano, um, and they're going to do it anyway. Like, I think this kind of flies in the face of that theory, um, and I'm not entirely sure how you can continue to listen to news sources that report on that when they are outright lying, and it's like, you know, the official company is like, no, that's not what we're doing. Like, it's not a non-denial denial, it's literally, we are saying, this is not true, we are not doing this, this is what we are, we, this is what we are working on, we have what we are working on, this is what we are doing. Um, and in other Star Wars news, um, Ahsoka continues to add cast members, and Ivana Sak- Sakno, I think is how you pronounce her name, um, she was in Pacific Rim Uprising, apparently, um, she has been cast in Ahsoka, in an undisclosed role. Um, when I saw her picture in the dead in the deadline or the variety article wherever I read that i I have a theory about who she's playing um because it appears that Thrawn is gonna have a role in, in this, and we know that Sabine Wren's gonna be in the show, and this show is kind of gonna pick up right after rebels um to to tell the story of what happened. Ezra as they go and find Ezra um and and, you know we're gonna pick up after really what we saw in the Mandalorian but if that end tag is is uh, is after the Mandalorian then you know it it could still fit into continuity and if that's the case and and with the most recent Thrawn book being what it is and telling the story of like why Thrawn ends up at the Empire um, I think there's a chance that she could be playing, um, Admiral Arlani, who is the, you know, another Admiral of the Chiss Ascendancy. Um, she appeared in Thrawn Alliances, no, Thrawn Treason, she appeared in. Um, yeah, Alliances was the one where he teams up with Vader, she appears in Treason. Um, and then she also is a main character throughout all of Thrawn Ascendancy, all three of those books. Um, there's a chance it could be her, but I've seen some grumblings among the EU fan community that they don't think it will be because she, Dave Filoni doesn't tend to bring in things into the main continuity unless he likes it and has an active role in it. And according to them, when he does, he changes the characters. I disagree. I think Thrawn, as we saw him on Rebels, was very much like what we saw there, and Cobb Vanth, as we saw him in The Mandalorian, is exactly the way he was in Aftermath. So I, 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 I don't buy that, but I could see that happening. Especially considering he did just bring in Cobb Vanth, and, and really, like, when they show that flashback in season in season two of The Mandalorian, when, they're, when they show him finding Boba Fett's armor, that's a scene lifted exactly from the first Aftermath book. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see if they do that. 
that would be my pick, although it's also equally likely she's playing an entirely new character who has nothing to do with anything we've not, we've seen before. Um, it is it is the internet's way to uh, try to decide, oh, it would be cool if it was this, oh, it would be cool if this was this. But we know nothing about this show, so it is entirely possible she's playing an entirely new character. Um, on a more serious note, we have two... Uh, we have two more serious stories. Um, Chris Cuomo, um, brother of disgraced former governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, um, has been indefinitely suspended from CNN after an investigation revealed that he was using his press contacts to coordinate response with his brother. Now look, I'm not going to fault the guy for siding with family. Because that is... And using everything he could to try and help his brother. Because that's not a... What 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 Andrew Cuomo did was wrong. And what Chris Cuomo did was wrong. But he did it for his family. So it's not like he was doing it for personal... I don't know. It feels weird to say that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, he was trying to help his brother. And what he did was very wrong. Um, especially considering he was giving information about the accusers that wasn't public information, and he was using his press contacts to get said information and give it to his brother, that 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 crosses uh, quite a few journalistic ethic lines and a few other things. And I think that like for CNN to be put in the situation where it's like, look, you can't be doing that. And we know for a fact that if we're going to sit here and we're going to say that, like, look, Hannity coordinating with, with Michael Cohen is a problem and, and all of that. I don't like getting political or talking about this, but, you know, we talk about journalistic ethics all the time, and this is something that goes along with that. It's like if, if we're going to say one thing, we need to be acting the same way. And we can't be calling out the competition and saying, look what they're doing that's wrong. And at the same time being like, but we're going to turn a blind eye when our, when our guy does it, because... Whether or not there's a legal liability there, I don't know. Um, it feels like there should be, considering this is information that was not public information, and it could have interfered with an ongoing investigation, um, an ongoing criminal investigation. It feels like there could be some legal, like some criminal liability there. I'm not a lawyer or a detective or anything like that, but that's how it feels, having read the article. But... I feel like it's something that they, they have to, to do. They have to not have him there. Because if they're going to stand and we're going to be the pinnacle of journalist, journalistic ethics, we need to make sure that we are following the same standards and practices that we call out others for not following. Um, and that's a big deal. Um, otherwise, it's, if you don't have standards, then you're not, you're not doing something for the greater good. You're just calling out the opposition to call out the opposition. Um, and the other sad news story of this week, well, the first one wasn't sad. The first one was, quite frankly, horrific. But this new, the second one is sad. Um, Stephen Sondheim uh, passed away this past week. Um, he is one of the greatest um, musical writers um, ever. Um, West Side Story was his... Um, let me just read out some of his credits, and, and you'll you'll hear who they are, what they are. It's like Gypsy, um, which was adapted into a movie with Natalie Wood. West Side Story, which was adapted into a movie with Natalie Wood. Um, Sweeney Todd, Into the Woods. Like, 
this this man he had like his legacy will be very hard to match by anyone else um he is a um i don't i don't even like it it's a huge loss for the theater um what's it called for the theater industry i don't like saying that but like i guess we'll call it the theater industry um why the fuck oh that's page up okay that's why um he was uh he was 92 i believe 91 he um yeah that's a that's a big loss um so um yeah we'll we'll end off the news on that note before we go into this week's movie review which is the Mitchells vs. the Machines. It was originally... This is a movie that I saw a trailer for initially, and it was called Connected, when it was going to come out in theaters in 2020. And then um, it got pushed to Netflix due to the pandemic, and it came out earlier this year. I want to say April of this year it came out. And what ended up happening was, because of the name change, it I missed it. And then I saw it on... What's it called? Um, I saw it on, on Netflix, and I was like, wait, this looks familiar. And then I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, this is that movie I wanted to see, and it looks really cool, and it, it's like, it really, it, and, and it's it's really funny. And and Sony Pictures Animation, I think, is, like, they do Hotel Transylvania, yes, um, and that first one's not terrible, but, like, when we look at some of their other movies, they're, they're it's a pretty solid studio in terms of animation. Um... Let's see, they did um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which is also Lord and Miller. Um, they also did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And they, when, when they partner with Lord and Miller and let them do their, their brand of comedy, it works. Um, and their, their brand of comedy lends itself to family animation. And it works very well, and it's very, it's very fun to watch. Like This movie's about a girl who is going away to college. And she doesn't connect with her dad. So she decides, so the dad decides that he's going to get one more chance to, to take her on a cross-country road trip. And they do that. On the way to college, the robot apocalypse happens. Because the hybrid of Apple and Amazon unleashes a new AI that is trying to take over the world. And there are a lot of really great, funny moments in this movie. That not, you know, not even just like quirky animal sidekick. But like, there's a really, like, there's a bit where there are two robots that are damaged and they're trying to pretend to be humans that's pretty funny um there's a like there's a bit where they're putting all the humans into um what's it called into like these pods and send them into space and they do kind of a fake like um air track like you know introduction video on an airplane um and, and that's it, like a lot of the jokes really land it's a really funny movie um and i think that this is a movie that may have fl- uh, flown under a lot of people's radars but it's definitely worth your time to watch um, if you need a movie to watch, um, I would say, as of right now, having seen this, having seen Encanto, having seen, I think that's it, um, having seen those movies, this is probably my top choice for best animated picture. Um, I have not seen Vivo yet. I know it's on Netflix too, but you know I haven't seen it yet. Um, I don't think Diary of a Wimpy Kid is long enough to be considered as an animated feature. Um. It's definitely my favorite thing in animation this year, and that's including What If, even though What If had some beautiful moments, it still has it topped. Um, but definitely check this movie out if you haven't watched it already. You can you can get it on Netflix. It's included in your Netflix subscription. Um, and it's the kind of movie that would have had a lot more fanfare had it come out in theaters, but they decided to 
instead of hold off, they decided to punt it to, to streaming Sony. I don't know why they did that. Um, and it's the kind of thing, like, you watch this movie and you're like, well, I, I kind of want to watch Into the Spider-Verse again. I kind of want to, you know, dive into Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And, and it's like, a lot of the humor is really smart. It's not dumb jokes that are, like, you know, designed to get a laugh from, like, lowest common denominator. It's A lot of the jokes are really funny and they're, they're, they're higher brow than you would expect from a family animated movie. Um, but yeah, um, I think we'll wrap up there for today. Um, what is today? Uh, today is Thursday the 1st. Um, tonight I will be watching Hawkeye and I will have a review up tomorrow morning of Hawkeye episode 3, which apparently is very, um, reference heavy to a certain, um, character who we may be familiar with. Um, and I'll do a review of that episode tomorrow. Um, we also have Wolf this week, and we have, um, Come On, Come On. All of those will be on Beware of Spoilers, as will a review of the last two episodes of, um, what was that show called? Wheel of Time. And a review of, um, fuck, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, um, which comes out on Friday, and then there's also two uh, movies on Netflix that I'm going to watch over the next two days. Uh, the Power of the Dog, or Power of Dog, or whatever the hell it's called. That one, and then uh, there's another one. I don't remember what it's called. Um, it was It's an animated movie, though, that I'm interested in watching. Um, both of those will be up. All that will be up on, on Beware of Spoilers. And then next week we'll be back with whatever new entertainment news comes out. And if I find time to watch another movie, we will talk about that here as well. Um, so until then... Have a great rest of your week. Do you like the show? Do you hate the show? Are you indifferent to the show? No matter what, you should probably let us know what we're doing so we can change it to better suit you, the listener's needs. You can go to either bit.ly slash BOS contact, which is a contact form page you can use. Also, you can just email us directly at 30minutereviews at gmail.com. If you have questions that you would like us to answer, we can answer them on the air. We have a few questions every week that will be selected to be answered on air. Um, so if you want to tell us what we should do, or if you have a suggestion for a movie or a TV show or something we should cover, go to bit.ly slash BOS contact and also email us 30minutereviews at gmail.com.